0: Talkzone.com.
2: And yeah, welcome to the two guys at a mic show. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a beautiful Friday, a football Friday here in the two guys at a mic show. We'll talk lots of football, of course, with the weekend coming up. And, and I don't know how we're going to do it all. It's a one-hour show. We've been fighting, battling, working to go up to two hours here. We need two hours. we get getting on Thursdays. If you joined us yesterday, we were able to go the 11 to 12 o'clock hour. But right now we are limited. To the 56 minutes and 38 seconds of sports talk, we will do our best to get it all in as the Ryder Cup. The baseball races and the hockey season about to start. Shockingly enough, we could even sneak in a little basketball too. How we will do it in the next 58 minutes and now down to 09 seconds, I do not know. But with the help of my producer, David Olson, and of course our co-host, the big dog, Joe Edwatski, somehow we will find a way. It's talk, it's all about overcoming odds. In finding, I don't know if we can get it all in in 56 minutes. We'll do our best. Let's walk him in right now. I believe he's checking in either from the Burlington Northern train station or his fine abode in Aurora, Illinois. It is our good friend, the big dog, Joe Rodwansky, checking in. Big dog, happy Friday to you, my friend.
3: Oh, it's a football Friday. It's uh, you oh. know, good reasons to be happy. Yes, I am actually out at my abode in Aurora. That one job is no more work. So I, I was hoping to get work through Saturday, but no. And the worst thing about it is, Coach, is I'm waiting on a response for this new job that I possibly could be getting. The problem is those people are moving their offices, and they told me they were going to contact me yesterday, and they Mm -hmm. didn't. I got to tell you, I'm a bit nervous over it because not only do I really, really need a job, and I would take any decent job right now, pretty much any job I would take, this is a really good job. So it's like. It's confounding everything, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, a little bit frantic today.
2: They're giving you a little bit of what uh, Tommy Harris got last week. They're giving you the old don't call us, we'll call you uh, routine, which is especially in this economic times, Big Dog. That's not what you want to hear, or, or not hear, I guess you should say.
3: Well, they didn't say anything like that to me. They didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. say that. They were actually rather pleasant about everything, and they pretty much were all hinting that I was getting the job. I just wish it wasn't like that at all. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, well, we wish you the best of luck. Now, the last four days, which you've been working in an undisclosed job, we cannot release the information. In fact, I don't even know the information. Hopefully it's something above board. I don't want to read about you in uh, the crime report.
3: The the only problem is this guy never paid me what he said he was going to pay me. You know, it was one of those things. So he wanted me to work today again, and I was like, you keep on telling me you're going to pay me this, and you pay me less.
2: Whatever, whatever. But you did get paid.
3: Yeah, but it really but not, wasn't worth my
2: time oh boy, all I can that's say. That's not it. good. That is not good. And, of course, uh, well, one way of making it back up, of course, is playing beat the Schmoes. Now, we don't actually dish out money, big Dome, but you can get back your pride, your prestige, your ego in our beat the Schmoes football game. By the way, last week you went uh, perfect 3-0 and against the point spread, did you not?
3: Yes, I went 3-0, and and I'm 7-4 and on the yes. season, which means that if I go 0-3 this week, I will still be trading water, which I'm expecting.
2: Yeah, but uh, (laughs) that's the way to go into it with a lot of confidence. I was going to say, don't go into it with that philosophy. And, again, uh, if you're just joining us here, new to the show, we'll play Beat the Schmoes among the uh, many things today, and it's a football prediction game. You can pick any three games, high school, college, pro, you want to throw a junior high game, arena football, Canadian football league, whatever it is, if we don't understand it, if we don't know the game, we'll put a point spread to it. That's what we do. And you pick well, uh, any three games. If you beat the schmoes, you can uh, have a chance of winning some cash from uh, from us. Not a bad deal.
3: Well, for for everybody that is, you know, I actually have watched all these teams play that I was going to pick. So I'm not doing the typical pick of my tradition, and some numbers don't make sense. I've mm-hmm. I've actually watched pretty much every snap of all these particular teams this year.
2: Mm-hmm. But so, I, I I don't like your sports philosophy, Big Doug. You're ahead of the game right now, seven and four. Running in second place. The lead schmo, by the way, doing just an unbelievable job. In his first year, David Olson, uh, a consistent two and one. He is uh, over three weeks, six and three against the spread. We'll see if he can keep it going again. But, um, the philosophy of being ahead of the game and then you could afford to lose. I don't like that mentality. To me, I'd rather play like you're behind. You know, play like you're behind and play with that desperation and sense of urgency, not the comfort level, big dog, and I think you'll perform better. I'm disappointed in your mentality.
3: Well, I have a totally different mentality than you. <laughs> I was just kidding, Rob, because I really think I'm going to go 3-0 this week. I just did not yes. want to get all puppy chested
2: Okay. <laughs> I love when your mentality and my mentality don't exactly mesh. It's
3: pretty much 100% of the time.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I think studies show about 94.3% of the day. Don't kid yourself. You and me have good synergy 6.7% of the time, which over which a one-hour show equals about eight minutes. What,
3: which would add up to 101%.
2: <laughs> you know, one of our rules, we never do math before lunchtime here on the show. Oh, goodness. Big weekend coming up. College football, NFL football, Big Dog, and the baseball season. The long. Let's start off with baseball real quick. The long, long, long and winding road that is... The 162-game schedule in baseball comes to a close this weekend. we got to acknowledge that before we get too lost into the football. And there's still a little bit of a race to decide, although the Chicago Cubs look like they've pretty much decimated the hopes of the San Diego Padres.
3: You know, I, I hate being the spoiler, but at least you know, they're playing meaningful games for somebody. And I, I like the way that they're playing, Coach. And winning one nothing yesterday. Not exactly a rocket single to score the the only run of the game, but a little bouncer through the hole. But you, you, you got to like the fact that the Cubs are, are playing well in, the, in a little bit of a pressure pack game. I know it's not pressure for them,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but you do want to represent well when you're when you're the spoiler and other teams are counting on you to play well.
2: Yeah, there there there's a extended version of feel good going on with the Cubs right now, and, and we talked about this before, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it's going beyond the little uh, you know. It's cute. You know, hey, we little three game, four game winning streak. Twenty two and twelve since Uncle Lou left town. Twenty-two and twelve, playing some contending teams, some big hits. I do honestly believe, all kidding aside, Big Dog, there's some feel good, there's some momentum with the young players and the veterans this year that I think will carry over to next year. I'm already excited about April first. This could be our year.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty fired <laughs> up. Now, who <laughs> would they play in the last three games of the season?
2: The final three games are against the Houston Astros in a, okay, a series right. that very few people will be watching.
3: Yes, that doesn't really mean yep. too much. And Mike, the Cubs don't have a shot at winning 80 games, so, you yeah. know.
2: No, there's that. not not much of that. Mike Quaddy, the manager of the team, already said he will be missing Saturday's game. He's going to watch uh, Oregon versus Stanford. Oh, it's a night game. The yep. on
3: Saturday night. Absolutely. So, okay, yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. a game to be watching, Yeah.
2: He wanted Ryan Dempster to start Sunday's game. Ryan said, no thanks, let a rookie start. i got to catch the uh, Dolphins against the Colt.
3: Yeah, well, there's a Canadian football league game, too, I think, that he has to watch.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. There is one series worth watching, though, it's San Diego. Finishing their season, I believe, is that at San Francisco? Yes, at Frisco. Yeah, They're down three. They're down two to the Braves in the wild card race. So, basically, San Diego has to look for a sweet big dog, or two out of three and at hope Atlanta just falls apart. The Bravos are taking on um, Philadelphia
0: Uh
2: over the weekend. So it's possible Philadelphia, you know, it depends on who they play.
3: So basically they have to sweep the Giants and then win a one-game playoff.
2: Yeah, or take two out of three and hope Philadelphia sweeps Atlanta.
3: Yeah, I don't know if all that's uh, uh, going to happen, Coach. They they control their own destiny, and I think they should worry about clinching the National League West. And it looks like the team that we both picked, the San Francisco Giants look like they're going to win, even yeah. though all year long the Padres were in first place for, what, until about September 10th mm-hmm. of the whole entire season? I'm talking from the like maybe all but like five days in April they were in first place, and then from May... The September third, first place. Sounds like the 2001 Cubs. Exactly Mm -hmm. like the
0: 2001.
2: Yeah, the old top button on the dress shirt got a little bit tight for the San Diego Padres. Had to happen to one of those teams. It was a, you know, four team race. The Colorado Rockies made their move and then they kind of dropped out and the Padres just could not. It's too bad, too, because they had a heck of a season when very few people expected it. But, um, real quick philosophical question for you, Big Dog. I know you're a philosophical guy. Um, By the way, I don't, Dave, I don't know if you know it or not. Joel was a philosophy major for a while in college. Got out of school. He couldn't find a job, but at least he knew why. Thank you very much. Philadelphia Phillies are taking on the Braves. Atlanta needs to win a couple of games and San Diego needs Philadelphia to beat Atlanta. Real quick philosophical question. You're the Phillies manager. How responsible do you feel for the "Quote unquote, good of the game, spirit of competition, to play some of your better players and give a legit chance to win, or is it all about your team? Who cares about the Padres and the Braves and we're going to play some weaker players? There, there is a philosophical, uh,
3: you know, you you do need to play your best players. But if anybody whatsoever is banged up and needs any time off in a regular season where it would be, you would you would play the guy." No, you rest him and if San Diego has a problem with it, they should have controlled their own destiny and won some more games. Uh So I I know maybe that's wishy washy coach. But so I guess maybe the answer is no. They have no they have no responsibility to San Diego. What they should do, they were the responsibility to baseball is play everybody that's healthy. Yep. The responsibility to their own team is if anybody is banged up, mm-hmm. they don't need to play. Okay. San Diego should have controlled their own destiny.
2: Okay. I would not I don't call want
3: that... to be wishy washy, but I've always you always ask me this every single yep. last fri- football well, the football Friday and the last weekend of the season. I always feel the same way. And you and when it comes to uh, for talking about baseball, when it comes to football, I, I even caution more so I'm even more so about your own team than the other team. Mm-hmm. And you it's not like the backups don't play well anyways. They're still major leaguers.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play. I would not call your opinion wishy washy. at all. and I apologize. I don't even think we've thrown our phone number out here. We invite our listeners, of course, to uh, join the conversation, play, beat the schmoes, and I'd love to hear anybody with their particular thought on this kind of unique. Sports philosophy question, but uh, anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, we're right here for you on thetalkzone.com, 888-463-6748. Again, 888 No, that's not wishy-washy at all, Big Dog. I think it's right on. And what bothers me is the people, and there's a lot of them out there, maybe more than than the, maybe the majority. We might be the minority that pretty much say, hey, you know, if they don't have a responsibility to anybody else, you do what's best for your team. And I agree with your philosophy. It's a little bit of both. Now, there is the good of the game. And you owe it to play your players, and I agree with you. If they're unhealthy, if there's an extenuating circumstance, forget it. But if they're healthy and the game counts as something, I think you do deserve to play them. So uh, nothing wishy-washy. I think you, you put the dart uh, right in the middle of the dartboard. Bullseye. And
3: and, and don't you want to keep your your, uh, your players like uh, sharp and playing every day? They're going to have a two- or three-day layoff yep. in between when the season ends and the and the postseason starts anyway.
0: Yep.
3: So do you want these guys having five or six days off? I mean, you kind of have to play them. You know, it's funny. Josh Hamilton has banged up ribs, broken ribs, a little bit of rib cartilage torn, and he's, they're going to play him this weekend just so we can get his timing back. Who You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, these people, when they talk about baseball, oh, you shouldn't play. I mean, really, is it going to hurt the guy too much to play nine innings? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could play nine innings of baseball right now. And at the end of it, play another nine innings of baseball.
2: (laughs) But what about the mental fatigue, Joel?
3: Well, then I'll take a nap, and tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'll be fine.
2: Oh, goodness. By the way, you mentioned Josh Hamilton. Quick note, kudos out to uh, Joshua Hamilton. I believe, I didn't see this from what I heard, though, the Texas Rangers championship celebration in the locker room involving champagne and beer and the usual... uh, Uh, Histronics for teams that win their particular division. I guess that wasn't strong enough, so he went to a different party. Take it easy. He withstood drinking. I don't know if he was making a statement to the young kids out there or if it was a personal thing. He did not drink uh, the beer or the champagne. I thought that was pretty cool for those not aware. Josh Hamilton has had uh, drinking problems and then some in the past. I thought that was a good move, Big Doug.
3: Let's just say uh, if anybody knows the story, I almost don't even, I can't say it on air because it would be wrong. And secondly, I don't want to say because people think I'd be making it up. You mm-hmm. need to—he got into some real hard drugs, and he did a lot of bad things in order to get these drugs. Even I mean, it was—it's disgusting. Yep. To be quite honest with you, Coach. Yep. I mean, like, if anybody remembers the last scene in—oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie with Ice Cube and the dude. Uh, uh, uh whatever, Coach. But it's—it's—he it's, mm-hmm. did some bad stuff. Yep. Stuff that normally a man doesn't do to another man mm-hmm. in order to get drugs.
2: Yep, he sank pretty low, real, real yeah. low. And uh, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody deserves a comeback in life, big dog. Second chance. We're we're seeing with uh, Michael Vick, the Philadelphia Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagle quarterback. So, uh, you know, God bless him if he's assuming he's trying to do the right thing. And of course, he's an MVP candidate too. All right, we're going to sneak in some baseball talk. We'll get to our football Friday, big dog. You're a paint the picture, philosophical, big picture kind of guy. Though before we leave it. The playoffs are coming. Very excited about that in baseball. I'm talking about. Uh any final thoughts. I wrote the book, and let's say you get a chance to write the uh the afterword of the book on this hundred and sixty-two game schedule. Final thoughts.
0: Uh
3: it was the year of the rookie, and it was funny as the rookie phenom Jason Hayward probably was only like the fifth or sixth best rookie, and he had a great rookie season. I'm not ripping out the kid at all. But that Mike Stanton kid from from uh Florida, oh my god goodness, did he have a rookie year. Everybody's talking about Buster Posey to be the rookie of the year coach in the National League, and he should be, but the Mike Stanton kid if the Florida Marlins were winning, he might be it. Drew Stubbs. <laughs> Drew Stubbs to the Reds. Do you even know who this kid is, coach? I mean, he's he got 22 uh, homers and 28 stolen bases. As a rookie, Starling Castro has been phenomenal. Tyler Colvin of the Cubs, extremely good. I mean, Castro's definitely better. I mean, there's been so many good rookies this year, and it's also the year of the pitcher. And it's funny they're calling it the year of the pitcher. The league ERA is like is like three point eight, but it's the year of the pitcher, Coach. Yeah. Year of the pitcher back when you were growing up, <laughs> but the league ERA was like two point seven. You know, so you know times are a, a little different. And there's been so much offense lately mm-hmm. that uh, that a, a year like this, you know, ends up being you know transcendent. And how about this Jose Batista guy? A guy hit 54 home runs this season. His first home run to right in his career happened yesterday.
2: <laughs> I was not aware of that. His first 53
3: home runs of wow. the season were to left field.
0: Wow. The,
3: need- closest, the closest one to center was, like, left center, and I'm not kidding you. Yesterday, he got one off the end of the bat, hit a one-handed, like, line drive that went over the right field wall. His first home run ever to right field.
2: I have not watched Jose Batista hit the live too many of the home runs. I was not aware of that. But um, one would think if he's hitting all those home runs over the fence, maybe. Try pitching the ball in the outside corner, just a wild thought.
3: Well, I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's scouting reports. Too, but, you know, every once in a while, balls do go inside. You do get some mm-hmm. inner half. and. I guess he's been taking advantage of those pitches, coach.
2: All I know is, uh every time I read the paper uh, this season, it seemed like uh, it seemed like every day, Jose Batista home run for try- two homers for Jose Batista, fifty-four on the season. Heck of a, ra- a recap of the baseball season, but of course it's not over. We still got the oh, October no. playoffs, but uh, the regular season featuring the pitcher, the rookies, and some great individual performances, including Jose MacArthur Batista. Very nicely done. You're welcome, coach. <laughs> Oh, goodness. If you have a kid, any chance you're going to name that kid Buster? It's not a bad name. Buster? Well, are, you looking at, are you looking at Buster Olney right now for some reason? Buster? No. Buster Posey, you mentioned. Oh, Buster Posey. I mean. That's not bad. Buster Radwanski. I don't
3: think that's his real name. It might be, but I, can, I don't think it is. You know, He, he was matter. a star at Florida State, and he was a shortstop, a catcher, and a pitcher, depending on who was playing.
2: I'm, I'm not concerned about Buster Posey right now. I'm talking about your offspring. A little bald-headed guy, a little bald-headed kid with deep eyes, who, uh, you know, at the age of six puts on his first shoulder pad. Buster Redwansky.
3: I'm either I'm either going with Vladimir or I'm going to go with uh, Christian (laughs) or or Makalupa,
2: depending. Uh, Oh, not your Michael, possibly. Not your Michael. All right, David Olson has some late breaking news here. What do we got? What do we got?
1: Oh no, no, no! I was going to say we almost named our youngest uh, James. James. Okay. My my wife wanted to, but I I like said no. We can't do that to him. What name did you? What what's wrong with James? Jimmy Olson. Ah. And my my wife didn't get that. What Jimmy what's Olsen. wrong with that? And I'm like the old Superman. And I'm eh? like yeah, we no we can't do eh, that to you him. You know what? You you probably could have.
2: I don't think too many kids would have. Jimmy Olson. What do you think, Big Dog? I think that's uh, uh, that, you know that
3: that isn't too bad. But Dave, you do bring up an excellent point. Is a lot of a lot of parents name their kids without taking in a. Circumstance, what their last name
2: is. Yeah, like you, pitching I mean, coach, uh, pitching coach Dick Pohl.
3: Yes, come on. That or if your last name is small, you don't name your kid Dick. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different uh, uh, ways to look at that. So,
2: yeah, some some parents think they may have a sense of humor, but it's a little bit of cruelty. Uh, we might as well cart up the uh, Johnny Cash song, right? A boy named Sue. Huh. <laughs>
3: That's one of your favorites,
2: I know. Oh, boy, I'm a big Johnny. We need some Johnny Cash music in this particular show. All right.
3: Uh, yeah, big he's g- dead. We don't have to pay royalties, right?
2: Yeah, the whole Internet thing. We can't play music. There's some rules against uh, playing oh, action. No, we don't. No, no, we could. It'd cost us. Ah, money's cost no
3: it.
1: object. Yeah.
3: Even to a dead man. Like, we could play some Bach, right? Some
1: Vivaldi? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, we could, yeah. Okay. That's in the public domain, but... Uh... No, Johnny Cash is still covered by ASCAP BMI. Eh,
2: money is no object. But when it comes to the two guys at a mic show, big dog, money should never get in the way of quality programming, right?
3: Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> remind me, Coach.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we uh, turn the page of the baseball season. Let's talk a little football Friday. We'll talk a little college football, NFL football. Make our Beat the Schmoes football predictions. If we got any golfers out there, you want to sneak in some Ryder Cup golf uh, talk, we will do that too, because that's a pretty neat tournament going on as we speak. Quick break. Phone lines open 888 463 Buster Redwanski and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Back in a minute. Don't go
1: anywhere. Get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com.
2: All right, back on the Two Guys and a Mic show. A little football Friday here. I had to sneak in some baseball talk as the baseball season coming to a close this weekend. But some big NFL games coming up this weekend. Great slate. A great slate of college football games coming up Saturday here in the Big Ten in the Midwest. The Big Ten football season gets off to its uh initial start. Some good conference games, conference play, the non conference season, the exhibition season is over, if you will. You got some great matchups, uh certainly in the Big Ten and then nationally you got some big matchups too. We often in my opinion, Big Dobie, sometimes we get too lost in the you know, the Alabama, Floridas, the Oregon, Stanfords, those are great games. But uh, don't kid yourself. There are great college football games throughout the country. You don't have to be a top twenty-five team. Enjoy wherever you are. Be it TV. If you can get out and watch the game, go watch college football. The revelry, the excitement, the smell in the air, the uh, fever of the fans. And I don't care if it's a Division One, Double A game. We got a emailer named uh, Kevin who put his beat the Schmoes football picks in, and he picked the Louisiana Lafayette. Let me see if I can get this out here. Taken on. That was it? Louisiana the, against North Texas, the mean green. But so you've know, you
3: got the, the raging Cajun yes, taking on the mean green.
2: That's as good as it gets. But what, what, the point I'm trying to make, and feel free to disagree, Big Dog, and listeners out there, a little college football, eight 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 four six three six seven four. It doesn't have to be a top 25 game. College football is great at any level, including a North Texas state against uh, Louisiana Lafayette.
3: I couldn't agree more. I played at a smaller school, coach. And yeah. I gotta tell you the, the barbecues and all that. So sometimes I was like, man, I wish I was up on that hill with with my buddy, <laughs> you know, playing.
2: So. Southern Illinois, traveling to Normal, uh, Illinois to take on Illinois State. Now that's not going to get any kind of notoriety, but you know what? If you were down in Normal, Illinois and you go to that game, great, great atmosphere, great game, great rivalry. College football, you got to love it.
3: Absolutely, Coach.
2: Beautiful. Who you, who you think wins that game, by the way? SIU giving up 12 points.
3: Uh, I would definitely take so that Illinois w- uh, lay in the points in that particular okay. game, Coach.
2: Not so sure about that. I saw Illinois State uh, against Northwestern. They're not bad. They're not bad. I, I might take you up on that. I might take you up on that. But uh, we are playing Beat the Schmoes, our football uh, Friday game, and big dog let's talk college football first. It is an interesting Slate of games led off. I think well, Alabama, Florida. I like the Oregon Stanford game though. How do you see that one? It's a matchup of the great speed offensively of Oregon and uh, maybe the most underrated defense in the country, the Stanford Cardinal. Who wins? The offense or the defense?
3: Uh, that's gonna that I'm not exactly so sure. I guess it's the game plan. Can they spread them out and and uh, and block the Stanford uh, defense? Because you know if you block somebody up, that speed will take over. And uh, there's so many fast Cause that Michael James uh, of of Oregon is probably one of the top five fastest players in all the football right now. He's not as fast as Noel Deviner that Joe Dempse from uh, from Florida, but he's up there, coach. Uh, to me, I guess uh, the, the the I see. I think Oregon's going to score. To me, it's depending on whether or not um, Stanford's basic I formation, ISO offense, and pounding it right at people, and then and having Andrew Luck throw it over the top for touchdowns. Is, I just want to know if Stanford can keep pace, mm-hmm. and that's a really, really big question, Coach. And uh, they possibly might be one of my games and beat the smoke.
2: I was just going to say, based on your analysis, safe to say it won't be one of your picks. Sounds like a tough game to uh, tough game to call. Two great teams.
3: It is. It's definitely two great teams, and it's in Austin Stadium. And it's—I don't know if it's seven or seven and a half. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. That's why I was—I was debating because I got a couple games all over the board. The Michigan Indiana game. Michigan only a ten-point favorite. On the road, I'm, Indiana's a lot better than people might think. So I was thinking about going there. I don't know. I'm I'm very confused at mm-hmm. this moment, Coach, because I like about ten games. That's my problem right now.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we might as well uh, uh, tip it off with a beat the schmoes. I know you tend to pick college games. I usually go with the uh, pro games. But you want to make your pick now, or do you want to uh, pull up the caboose, if you will, and, and save I, it for I'll a little bit later? I'll pull
3: up the caboose, Coach. I'll pull up the caboose.
2: Okay. All right, I'm going to give you my picks right off the bat here. i got uh mixing up a little bit. Two pro games, one college game. In co- The one college game I'm picking, big dog, Notre Dame at Boston College. I've watched uh, each and every Notre Dame game so far. I will not be watching this one, but I think Notre Dame might run the table the rest of the way. I think they're a pretty darn good team. Wow. They've come up against some wow. good competition. They're giving up two and a half points on the road. I'll take the Irish over Boston College. I don't know that much about Boston College. I know they're... Switching quarterbacks this week, but I think the Irish ready to explode in a big way. This could be a 20-point win.
3: Ooh, the Catholics beat the Jesuits, and that's not the first time that's happened in history.
2: Interesting. Boston College is a Jesuit school, huh?
3: Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, uh, they're decent. I've only seen a little bit of a Boston College play. It's not your typical Boston College team, though, Coach. I, I, I like that pick.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. And then in the uh, NFL, I'm going to take San Francisco and the Giants. Uh, San Francisco, the 49ers, I still got baseball on my mind here. Uh, over the Atlanta Falcons, I'm getting seven points. I might need all seven. I just think Mike Singletary, new offensive coordinator. Maybe that spurts them up a little bit. Falcons up and down, up and down. Every time you think they're ready to roll, they let you down. I'm going to take the 49ers, uh, plus the seven. We'll play, beat the schmoes, folks. You can call in and attempt to, uh, beat the schmoes. Out pick us. If you do, you want to find cash prize from the two guys in a mic show 888-463-674. 49ers plus plus seven against Atlanta. Big dog, any any shot? I pull that one home.
3: Uh, it's in Atlanta, right, Coach? Yes. I, I like what you said about the up and down thing. Atlanta just played a huge game against the Super Bowl champs, so a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, they're just beat the champs; they're going to go on a roll." A lot of times, there you get the downer after you play that big game. So mm-hmm. I like that, said Coach.
2: All right. Two out of three on Beat the Schmoes. Last week, by the way, I was 0-3. So anybody out there actually betting real money, please, very similar to my teenage sons, please do not take my advice. Thank you very much. I don't want anybody...
3: No, no, no. Take your advice. Don't gamble. (laughs) Yes. Unless you're the bookie. If you got people willing to gamble for you, heck Mm -hmm. yeah. Do it as long. Do it all day long. You'll make a killing. (laughs)
2: Uh, We're very popular with bookies, by the way. A lot of bookies listen to our show.
3: Yes, yeah, so one, one guy's name is Chico, by the way. Chico? Yeah.
2: Beautiful. Chico, if you're out there, we love you. I think bookies, uh, we do research on the show. I think they're like seventh in our listening audience. Of course, David Olson, our producer, well aware that, uh, and this is a carryover from our radio show, Big Dog. our number one listening audience has been, and quite frankly always will be, breastfeeding moms.
3: Yeah, seven bookies, and that, that totals up to 61 fingers, Coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breastfeeding moms are number one. Taxi cab drivers, surprisingly, our second best listening audience. Overnight security guards, shockingly enough. Yep, people security personnel. I don't know what they're doing. Sip, drinking coffee before they go to sleep. What? Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, drinking coffee before they go to sleep. Yeah, I can't so figure I, it out, but we uh, we are very big with overnight security, and uh, apparently, bookies are out there also. A few other clientele. We're also very popular, big dog, with the sixty and over crowd. And then kids nine years and younger, the the age group uh, which we haven't hit yet is the nine to sixty group, unfortunately.
3: We need to we need to get more like female massages or masseuses.
2: Number eleven. Oh, not bad. Not it's bad.
0: Crack the top ten.
2: Not bad. Not bad. If you're getting a rubdown, I would say the two guys in a mic show, you know, there's probably as good a radio show out there as long as you're getting a backside rubdown. All right. And my final prediction, beat the Smoes. I'm taking Baltimore. This is a good game. Battle of great defenses here. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. You still got Charlie Batch of Cookies pitching for the uh pitching for the uh Pittsburgh Steelers before Ben Roethlisberger comes back next week. I'm gonna take the Ravens. They are um giving up point and a half. So Baltimore is the favorite on the road. I think I got that point spread right. I'm going to give up the point and a half. I'm going to take the Ravens over the Steelers. Pits. Uh, big dog, tough call, but I'm going to pick Baltimore in a defensive
3: battle. Yeah, A one-dimensional team going against the, the, the Ravens, not a good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. They really have had no passing game. They have won by running the football, not doing anything stupid. But they have thrown it deep. I like that. At least I like that philosophy. When they throw it, they're not like trying to make any reads or anything. They just have Charlie Batch drop back, mm-hmm. play action, and fling it as far as they can. It's worked out for them, but I don't think they'll be able to do that against the Ravens. Mm-hmm.
2: It is fun to see the Pittsburgh Steelers, They'll play it like the old Pittsburgh. There's something good about football when the Steelers are good, particularly their defense. It brings back kind of a little bit of the old-fashioned, hard-nosed, Knock them, knock the snot out of them type football that we're so used to seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers play. Fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. fun absolutely. to watch. Again, we remind everybody, and the the experts have gone way over the top. Three games into this, I can't remember a year, Big D, when I've heard more people make I don't know if this is the right description, but make conclusions about a season, player, and teams than than I have this year after three games. It seems like uh, I even heard people talking about like coach of the year candidates. Like, please. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, please. Three games into the season. Give me a break. You talking about Mike Tomlin, Coach of the Year? <sighs> no, it was somebody else talking about I can't even remember who it was, but it was like, what? Coach of the Year? Come on. Haven't even played I, 20. Yeah, we played about...
3: It's always like that, Coach. You probably just have paid a little bit more attention. It, it's always, after week one, people are like, oh, that team's done. Yeah, one week, they're done. The season's over with. You know. So, yeah, you remember yeah.
2: after one week, the Bears opponent, the New York Giants, they were... A lot of people, the popular pick after week one, that this is a team that looks like they're headed back to the Super Bowl.
3: Right? Yeah, last two weeks, now they're talking about Tom Coughlin's job security is is that.
2: Yes. If you didn't join us on yesterday's show, by the way, Big dog, Bill Cowher basically has been rumored for every job, including co-hosting this show. I might be out next week. Bill Cowher is in.
0: Oh, heck yeah. Yep. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, not
3: for you. And for Dave Olson and myself, that'd be
2: yeah. great. Rahm Emanuel, uh, I believe, uh, possibly making the announcement. And he is looking up at the screen. Rahm Emanuel making the announcement now. The chief of staff. In major pain in the backside of Barack Obama leaving. As chief of staff, he's going to run for mayor of the city of Chicago. Bill Cowher is a candidate to become Barack Obama's chief of staff. By the way, David, just as a sideline, Rahm Emanuel I did not – you know, I love Barack Obama. I did not like that choice, and I certainly don't want to see him as the mayor of the city of Chicago.
1: I agree with you on all points, and uh, I don't think he's going to win the general election.
2: No. No, nobody wants an insider anymore. Just bring in somebody from – we need, like, a businessman. Right, Big Dog?
3: Oh, I'm with oh. you on that. We need. We need – actually – the only problem is, Coach, that anybody that isn't going to continue the corruption has a very little chance of getting elected.
2: I don't know, but I would disagree with that. Why do you say that? Just because he'll get smeared. As soon as I hear some candidate getting smeared over something
3: out of their past, mm-hmm. I immediately come to the conclusion he's actually a good guy and wasn't going to screw us over. <laughs> I, Are you I, I... tell me Rahm Emanuel has never had sex with a prostitute <laughs> or uh, Jerry Chico has never smoked weed or all these other people, Coach? It, it just cracks me up, and just I, I just I just shake my head when I whenever when somebody gets smeared, I'm like, oh, he was actually a good guy. So,
1: I I this is my prediction that the culture of corruption will continue under the management of Tom Dart in the city of Chicago. Tom Dart, yeah. Tom Dart,
2: leading candidate, looks a little bit like uh, Chicago Cub owner Tom Ricketts, by the way, which could be a problem.
1: I think he's the guy.
2: We what I, I would, what guy. I would like to see, and not just for the mayor of Chicago here, but. For any political, senatorial, gubernatorial race, somebody from the world of business, successful, well-respected businessman who did not, you know, hire prostitutes at the age of seventeen, oh, smoke a little weed, big dog, come on.
0: Well,
3: that hey, we can guys, live with. This turned into talk. I, sports guys talk politics, but what I say here is going to sound off the wall and crazy. But I detest politicians so much that it's just people seeking to have power over other people. Is basically what it is. I hate people. You know, they want to be able to tell other people what to do. That's all it is. These bunch of people, a bunch of egomaniacs. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you're going to have such a big ego, you should have a camera on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, there's so many other people who want to be reality stars. I'd rather see some person, some idiot, doofus with a camera on them, so we know exactly what they're doing at all times, than have some guy like Blagojevich take over who's slick and speak well and, mm-hmm. and uh, basically confuse a bunch of people on, you know, one or two particular issues so they vote for him and he gets elected in the office. I mean, those people much rather have some person that is an idiot that we know yeah. exactly what they're doing at all times.
2: I hear what you're saying, and I, it is slightly off the wall. The only thing that comes to mind for me here is you're settling. and Maybe we have to settle, but you're settling. You're just basically resigning yourself to the fact that we're going to get someone in a position of political power that's uh, well, far from, huh?
3: Then let me be the mayor of City of Chicago. So, like, when a playground gets vandalized, I don't go, oh, okay, I'm going to hire one of my best friends as a consultant to figure out how we should fix this playground. I'm going to pay him $250,000. Oh, by the way, we make sure to give me my $50,000. Like mm-hmm. And then he's going to pay one of his friends three times more than it takes to actually fix the playground, and then we're wondering why we don't have enough money for the public schools or the CTA or the fact that everybody's taxes in Chicago is ten times more than it should be.
2: Yeah, it's it's insidious. It is absolutely insidious, and it continues on from generation to generation for politicians. It, it's getting to... worse, because people absolutely. are like,
3: oh, oh, I just got into office. Those guys got away with that? Well, maybe mm-hmm. I can get away with even more. But we have so to be you, careful. You're but... a new guy, it makes it even worse. Be careful what you ask for, Chicago.
2: But, but, but see, I maybe I'm the ultimate optimist here, the glass half full guy, but I think we we have to be careful, uh, and again, this is not just Chicago I'm talking about. I think it's the political spectrum, the political mood. Uh maybe Chicago's a little bit worse than some other states, but I think it's throughout the country. Uh, we have to be careful of resigning ourselves and just saying that's the way it is. The silent majority. The people like you, me, the David Olson, our producer, the fine folks out there, the people that aren't, you know, showing up at some radical conventions, right or left. We need to get out there somehow and find a way to be spoken for, not resigned to the way it is and find a way to get, you know, a non-politician into power. Bring a respected business guy in there who can run it like a solid operation. Don't be resigned to saying, well, that's just the way politics are going to be because politics affect our lives and our future. Yeah, yeah I remember was good. the
3: way they smeared Ross Perot. It cracked me up. The guy actually wanted to run America like a business. Uh, who and he got Ross Perot. And the Ooh. guy maybe the the way the yep. media portrayed this guy as a buffoon yep. and an idiot just cracked me up. The guy made himself a billionaire. He actually wanted to mm-hmm. do well. And I wouldn't. I didn't vote for Ross Perot. So, but but it just that's just like an example of you like somebody that you might want coach. A guy that was not going to be corrupt. Mm-hmm. But somehow, every time he turned there was a new article about how Ross Perot was an idiot, and Ross Perot, all I cared about was money and all this other stuff, it cracked me up. I look back now, no. and I'm like, you know what, maybe he was the guy we needed back in 92.
2: Yeah, but, yeah you're, you're right. I mean, you know, he had the the funny voice, the short uh, little guy, you know, the whole millionaire years. thing. He was a little bit outrageous. But if you forgot all that stuff and just read the positions of each of the candidates, Ross Perot, I think, was more on par with most of our thinking.
3: Yeah, right? but it's funny how okay. you know, those sound bites and, and the way uh, uh, campaigns can smear other campaigns and mm-hmm. the way they can uh, basically tell some particular people in the media, hey, we'll give you an in with this particular candidate if you make sure that he looks good and the other guy looks bad. Oh, I'll do that. Right. that don't think that doesn't happen either. We talk about all like these backdoor deals with uh, friends and money. That's also backdoor deals with journalists also, those.
2: Yep. Yep, good point. Good point indeed. I don't know how we got... On to the sports, guys, and politics topic. But one thing you know when you tune into the two guys at a mic show, Big Dog, the only constant, the only guarantee is that there is no guarantee. There's no constants. You never know what we might be talking about here. We, uh, I think it started with Bill Cower in different yeah, positions. Than Rob, Bill Cower. The... he may be the new chief of staff. But uh, thank you very much, Rahm Emanuel, for stepping down. But we move back to the uh, football Friday. Big Dog beat the Schmoes. Football predictions. I have made my predictions. David Olson, our fine producer. So did you make all the... What? Yeah. I got Notre Dame over B.C., the 49ers plus seven over Atlanta, and the Raven giving up a point and a half on the road. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to bounce back from an 0-3 week last week. It was very tough. Uh, David Olson, a consistent 2-1 contributor. Again, we're playing Beat the Schmoes. Anybody that wants to call in, email in at Mike2Guys, M-I-C in the number 2, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Make your picks any three games and attempt to beat the Schmoes. It's truly the game the whole family can enjoy. <laughs>
1: yes, Dave. All right. My game number one. Uh oh. Game number one. No. Uh, Seattle is a one point favorite going into St. Louis. <sighs> Seattle at St. Louis. It's a snore, but it's a slam dunk. Take Seattle.
2: Not so sure, big dog. He's not, taking it. Not,
1: not so sure. Well, I, I, uh, St. Louis may have won last week, but they have not won back-to-back games in over two seasons. Ah, it's taken. I gotta tell you something. St.
3: Louis throws the ball way too much. They throw it every freaking down. And Steven Jackson's hurt, coach. It's a
2: good point. It's a good point. P.D. Carroll, coach. What are the Seahawks? One and two right now. Two and one. Two one. All right. Seattle's over St. Louis. Next pick.
1: The Ravens going into Pittsburgh as a one and a half point dog. I'm with you on that one. Oh, okay. I think it's uh, the Ravens in an upset. Okay. The uh, Charlie Batch era
2: will end with a loss. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, so you uh, have
3: them as an underdog, and coach has them as a favorite.
2: No, I think aren't the Ravens giving so up a point and a half? The Raven, yeah, the
1: Ravens are giving so up a not, point and a half.
2: Not necessarily an upset, but uh, at Pitt, uh, uh, going on the home field, beating a three and zero team would be pretty impressive for Baltimore. Okay,
1: correct, correct. Uh And this is a biggie. Game um, three! <laughs> Carolina's a 13.5 point dog going into New Orleans. I am going to take New Orleans in that one. I think they're going to demolish the Panthers.
2: Interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, well, after being upset last week by the Falcons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Home turf, a lot to prove. Okay. That big, b- big win. That big, bounce big back. Win. Philosophy. Yes.
2: Carolina Panthers, big dog. Basically, they're... Uh, they're at the crossroads right now. They can basically tank it and head down the hill or find a way to challenge the uh, Saints, maybe pull off an upset. But not a pretty season so far for the Panther. 13 point. You like that, pick?
3: Yeah, I, I like to pick, it, the pick. The reason why it's coaches, I, I like the philosophy that David said of, oh, the, the Saints lost last week and they played poorly. Yep. So they'll bounce back. Because a lot of people, oh, they played horrible and they're on a bad streak. No, no, that's when you that's when teams usually rebound, especially in the NFL. And then, if some team looks horrible, they typically look better the week. Or if they look really good, like your Atlanta pick, sometimes they come down the next week. But when he picked against the Panthers, coach, there's one thing of looking bad, and there's one thing when you do not complete a pass to a wide receiver in an NFL game. Jimmy Clausen didn't have a a pass to a wide receiver last week.
2: 188 yards, had an interception, and a Fumble, not a particularly great start for Jimmy Clausen, And uh, I was not aware of the fact that of those 188 yards, none well, the two of them to story, a wide. Sorry,
3: guys. He hit 188. Maybe that ended because he only had – never mind. Because I know Steve Smith didn't have one. Maybe because I, I only thought he had 118, so he might have completed one late. But mm-hmm. the point is he played poorly, Coach. Okay. Very poorly. That's a that's solid, solid pick. Normally in the NFL, 13 and a half is yep. too much, but –
2: all right, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the leadoff hitter and the number two batter have spoken. It's time for the main attraction, the highlight moment of a football Friday. The predict- coming off a three and zero week last week, seven and four on the season. He studies it, he breathes it, he's passionate about it. It could be the middle of uh, middle of June, and he's thinking college and pro football. He's getting ready for his beat the schmoes football picks. I introduce to you our number one predictor, the main attraction, Joel Buster Radwanski.
0: Uh,
3: coach, uh, as much as I – you know, I told you I was going to make this pick yesterday. Oh, uh,
2: goodness.
0: Uh,
3: Michigan State against Wisconsin, two top 25 teams here in the Big Ten. I'm going all big games this week, by the way. Uh, I watch both these teams play. Michigan – Wisconsin has one of the best players in the country and one of the best players in the Big Ten, and this Kendricks kid, their tight end, he is an absolute mm-hmm. stud. But he'll be going up against Greg Jones, the middle linebacker from Michigan State. He'll be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Michigan State is going to beat Wisconsin, and they're two-point underdogs at home. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is an overrated football team. Wisconsin's good; they're not dominant. Bad
2: Michigan news State's for you. Good. Bad news. I hate to disappoint you, but uh, I, I agree with that pick. I almost took that game.
3: Okay, I'll, that's well. That's, well, you didn't take it, so that's that's uh, excellent for me. I like that, the Spartans. By the way, before you figure out the three, I want it.
2: Before you okay, make your now. next two picks, just to loosen you up a little bit, so you don't get too tight. Do you know why cheerleaders now are wearing shorter skirts?
3: Because my vision is getting worse.
2: No, they wanted to make the male fans root harder. Thank you very much.
3: I, I, that's that's I like that joke, Coach. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use that if you don't mind. Not on this show. Though.
2: Oh goodness! I got to break up your beat the Schmoes football. I know how intense you get. I don't want you to be like a Mark D'Antonio, to get all pumped, make your picks, and then tonight I find out you got taken to the hospital with heart palpitations.
3: No, considering – I don't feel like losing fourteen grand this weekend, Coach. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen to me. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. We so were talk- I, I, we're- I have
3: no problem. These picks, to me, are just for the fun of it. Of course, I am giving these picks, you know, in a linebacker stance right now.
2: Email her uh, Cinemax Cindy wants to know. We were talking about pitchers pitching Jose Batista in the inner half She wants to know, uh, again, Cinemax Cindy – how was your inner half?
3: I need the lotion,
2: Coach. Okay, thank you. All right, game two in the Beat the Schmoes football prediction. Sometimes the emails work, sometimes they don't. it's all part of the program. Roll with the punches. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, Not going to be here on Monday anyways. Bill Cowher's taking my position. What the hell do I care?
3: Uh, well, uh, stay tuned, people. Yes. Coach will finally be gone. Okay. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, Red River
3: Shootout, Coach. Oh, I love it. So The Red, yeah, I'm going big games this week. Uh, oh, good. You got a, you got a Oklahoma. How much are they? Because it's been everywhere from three to three and a half this week.
2: So. Yeah, I think it's three.
3: Three, okay. The Oklahoma three-point favorite, Red River Shootout. Take that to the freaking bank. Yep. I've watched two Oklahoma games. One when they played uh, Florida State, they dominated. One when they played Cincinnati, they didn't look all that good. They were concentrating on the Texas game. Texas is bad, Coach. The, the reason why they want to run the ball more this year is because they have a rookie quarterback who isn't all that good. Well, guess what? They can't run the ball either. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a blowout. All right, just mark my words. And the the sad thing is this is the biggest one of the biggest rivalries in college football, definitely in the top six. Mm-hmm. Games are never good.
2: Great, great atmosphere down there. It's part of the Texas State Fair. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, yes. but uh, yes. part of the Texas State Fair where uh, men are men and the sheep are afraid.
3: Oklahoma, yeah, over? And they're going to be real afraid this particular weekend because the game's going to be a blowout again. Yeah,
2: and you get you get those Longhorn fans after a blowout, not a pretty sad. Be careful. If you're listening in the Oklahoma, Texas area, but just be careful what sports bar you um, head into.
3: Yeah, and don't wear like a woolen coat. No. And, yeah, and go out drinking yeah. and pass yeah. out because something
2: bad might happen to yeah. you. By the way, when you weren't on the show yesterday speaking because you're the sports bar expert here, I was talking to, uh, my partner, Matt Duffy yesterday, the big bear doing an awesome job on the show. And we were talking, I I gave him a test to his Chicago knowledge uh, with the last day of September today, the first day of October, getting all excited about October. And I asked him, what is 10 10 10? Now, just out of curiosity, big dog, do you know what 10 10 10 is?
3: Well, October 10th, right?
2: But what's the significance, the publicity for it?
3: Um, someone's going to drink. 10 pints no. of Guinness it's, and do 10 shots of Jack Daniels, and uh, is that it?
2: No, it's the Chicago Marathon, the biggest marathon outside the Boston Marathon. It's being run on October 10th, the big pub in Chicago. It's become a great, great city event, 10-10-10. We talked about how the Kenyans dominate that, and the question was sports bar-related. Do you know? We know there's an Ohio State bar, a Michigan bar, an Iowa bar. The question came up from one of our emailers. If you want to go root on a Kenyan, is there a good African Kenyan bar where you can cheer on the other uh, runners? Yeah, Uptown, Coach. Are you kidding me? That, that you, go to
3: uptown, you want to get some off? Awesome, I'm not kidding you. you go, <laughs> if you want to eat some Kenyan food, okay. you go to Uptown, you See? go in there, and you pay first. Okay. And then they give you like a grain of rice, and they kick you out. <laughs> Eaton Canyon, it's delicious, I, w- I tell you. W- and if you go there, they make you wait like four or five weeks to let you eat,
0: too.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Sounds like, a, sounds like a fun place. What if you come in with a gift certificate or a coupon? You get like one rice, second rice free?
3: Oh, yeah, they, They'll give you like, they'll give you a whole meal. And if you're like, if you're like a prince back in their country, heck, yeah. I mean, they'll like, uh, put a goat on a spigot and they'll, well, they'll cook it up there. You'll be eating within
1: oh, like 10, 15 minutes. Take it easy.
2: Welcome to politically incorrect bad humor radio here. But, uh, so, but uh, but I want a place you can stay in there, have a beer or two and cheer on the Kenyan runners with my Kenyan brethren. There's no, there's no bar like sports bar like that in Chicago, huh?
3: I, 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 it's got to be up in Uptown, coach. That's for okay. all the African bars I've ever seen. All right. Okay.
2: Well, I'll be there. And
3: I, I really can't name any. I'm really not allowed in those bars anymore. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, game three. We're, we're all over the place here on Beat the Schmoes, our football predictions. Uh, again, you can check in, 888-463-6748. If you do know a good uh, bar to cheer on the Kenyan runners on ten ten ten, you can call us also at triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Big doy you got two games predicted. We anxiously await your final pick.
0: There's
3: so many games that I want to do, Coach. I like Iowa minus the 7 over uh, Penn State. I I love Indiana plus the 10 at home against Michigan. I want to do those. But uh, you know what? On Saturday night, I'll be sitting around watching college football. And uh, just tell me, is it 7 or 7.5, the Stanford-Oregon game, Coach?
2: Let's keep it simple. Let's call it 7.
3: Well, that's going to make a big difference. I'll probably get another push. But I'm going to go with Stanford plus the 7, Coach.
2: Push! Taking Stanford plus seven.
3: Yeah, and what would you put the Wheaton-Warrenville-South-Wheaton-North game tonight? Two ranked opponents in the where, two-page Valley Conference.
2: Where is the game at?
3: Wheaton-Warrenville-South, and it really doesn't matter because it's a five-minute bus ride to Wheaton-North anyways for those
2: kids. Let me check our manual computer screen here, and we have Wheaton-Warrenville-South giving up 11 points to Wheaton-North.
3: Well, uh, let me just put that that they will win by 35. Okay. Just throwing it out there. get those are my three beat the smoke picks, but since I'm covering mm-hmm. it professionally, I don't think I should actually wager on it.
2: Right or I, wrong. We are the only show to put uh point spreads in high school football games. For fun only. For fun only, but if you want to pick a high school game out there, whatever state you're in, we will put our manual computer board to work and we'll give you a point spread. You can make that pick.
3: Forty
2: four nine. Beautiful. Stanford plus seven against Oregon. By the way, emailer Kevin. Uh I'm not sure if it's Chicago it looks like yeah, Chicago Kevin picking Stanford plus seven over Oregon. Uh, he wants Mississippi, giving up two and a half, two and a half points to Kentucky. And he's also taken Louisiana Lafayette, giving up four and a half points against the Mean Green of North Texas. We thank emailer Kevin for putting his uh picks in. And you can do the same thing at Mike2GuysAOL.com. Not you, Big Dog, but if any of our listeners beat the Schmoes, they're eligible at the end of the year for that $100 cash prize. Not too bad. No, that's not bad at all, Coach. Not too bad. Uh, all right, very quickly, before I forget, if our female fans, he's young, he's single, he's eligible, he's good-looking. yeah three out of four is not bad. Uh, the big dog, if female fans want to track you down this weekend, where might they find you?
3: Working, I hope. So they won't be able to track me down whatsoever.
2: Well, aren't you working in a particular location?
3: Um. Yeah, but um, are you going to come and visit me, Coach? That doesn't make any sense.
2: I'm not, but some of our female stalkers might.
3: Okay, then I should be home Saturday night, and I'll be watching the Oregon-Stanford game. How about that, Coach?
2: Okay, so if you hear a knock on the door and it's not me, you'll know it's one of our listeners. Hopefully not a breastfeeding mom.
3: <laughs> breastfeeding mom would be fine, Coach.
2: Hey, very quickly, the Ryder Cup this weekend. Big Dog, your interest level, and I think we got a little rain delay this morning, huh?
3: Well, I got home at, uh, like, 2.15, know. I don't know, it was around 2 o'clock last night, and... uh but on ESPN, the Ryder Cup was like live sports was on. I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'll watch this. I'm like, you know, I sat down and I saw nothing. I left, fell asleep like a second later. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what happened. So I guess that pretty much gazes my interest bubble. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, but it is it is fun to watch. I know the football gets in the way a little bit, but if you get time, I, I thoroughly enjoy the whole team aspect. It's just a different type of golf tournament, and uh, there, there, there are some significant I don't know about bad blood, but it's but it's an intense rivalry. They really get into it, and that's part of uh, the draw. I think if we can sneak in a little Ryder Cup watch, Big Dog, I think it'll be well worth the watch for our listeners.
3: Yeah, yes, it would be, Coach. Appreciate
2: it. All right, US won a couple of years ago. You willing to make a pick, US or Europe this year, Corey? Uh,
3: it'll be the US, Coach. The I US. I really feel strong about it. yeah. Okay.
2: You know, the rumor is we mentioned this yesterday. If Europe loses again, Colin Montgomery is out. Bill Collar takes over the European team. That's the rumor. Uh Chicago Blackhawks, let's mention hockey real quick. The hawks lose again yesterday, big Doll. one and four on the exhibition season regular season hockey opens up next week. I guess two questions for you a, are you worried about the Hawk one and four on exhibition and B, are you ready for some hockey? because I'm not um
3: I'm not worried. Uh, both are no uh, answers to that i just I, I just hope that it, just in this house, if there's a football game being on, we're watching football. And not regular season hockey in October.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I'm I'm psyched for the Hawks season this year. And I think a lot of Chicagoans, like myself, got the hockey fever again, but uh, too early. Way too early. Yes, go ahead. For hockey to start that season a month later. Real quick Bears, Giants, Sunday night football, national TV again for the beloved Bear. How do you see that game falling out? The Giants need to win.
3: Yeah, the the Giants really, really need to win. And I think this would be the. It'll be the, the game where the the Chicago Bears' pass rush finally shows up because uh, the Giants' offensive line is is not very good. So, I, I mean, show up. I mean, they've been, gotten a lot of pressures, and, they, and they've been playing a lot better than people might realize. But I, I think this is where the sacks start coming in is this particular uh, Sunday night. And I just want to remind everybody, after the Bears win this particular Sunday night, I almost made them a beat to smoke pick too. I kind of showed up because they they're a four-point underdog, and I do think they're going to win is all of a sudden now everyone's going to anoint them as the greatest team of all time, just like you were talking about. So let's, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves after they win on Sunday. Yeah,
2: but but if they do, and you're pretty confident, if they do beat the Giants on Sunday, 4 all of a sudden the the fever pitch will rise. Uh,
1: you yeah. Know, if, if, if they beat David Olson saying no, relax. no, 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 no. It all depends on how they win That's the good game. Point. That's a good it point. It all depends on how they win That's the game. A good Because, I mean, two out of these three wins – most fans agree. Yeah, they got lucky. They got a bad call and a fumble. They got that, they got that, or they got a. Well, the Packers. They got a good ruling on a bad call, and then they got a a pen. They the Packers gave them the game. Well,
2: 18 penalties for 152 yards. Despite that, though, Green Bay was well on their way to a game-winning march for a field goal or a touchdown. The kid fumble. Great play by the Bears. And the Bears are making it. But but David Olson's point, uh, very well taken, Big Doug. If they win in convincing fashion, all of a sudden the fever pitch will rise. But if it's, uh, you know, another shaky win. Yeah,
1: if it's another shaky win. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They'll hold off the champagne. Mm
2: -hmm. So, yeah, I understand
3: what you're saying because in 06, they were beating everybody
1: 35
3: to 3, you know, and, uh, but who knows? If they keep on winning these games ugly, maybe they'll start Mm -hmm. getting the. I can really tell us what everybody else thinks. We all know exactly how this team has played. They haven't played all that well nope. in their 3-0 and right now. Nope.
2: Let's so. see if Jay Cutler can avoid the uh, interception and uh, another victory. I'm sure the Big Dog's temperature, bear temperature, will be extremely high. And, uh, Big Dog, I know you like your temperature sometimes taken orally and sometimes the other way. But if they win on Sunday, I think we'll go uh, backside for you and take your temperature.
3: Okay, well, coach, if that's what it takes for the Bears to win a game, I will yeah. be more than happy to do it.
2: Okay, just if the so, doctor,
3: as long as I can choose a thermometer.
2: If the doctor does do that and he tells you to turn and cough, uh, it's time to turn and run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big dog, have a great weekend. Okay, we appreciate right, you, you too joining Doug. us. We'll you talk, too, David Olson. We'll talk to you on Monday. We appreciate everybody out there listening to guys at a mic. will be back at you Monday at ten o'clock. Enjoy the weekend, the sports. Get outside and enjoy the beautiful. Autumnal air, wherever you might be. David Olson, our producer, sensational. Eh, pretty good job the entire week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com, signing off.